As the grand escalators slid slowly downward and the customer crowded, merchandise packed, tinsel and chrome and light bulb dotted splendor of the number nine plaza's main floor was revealed, Xander Alinga gasped with delight and noticed a man scurrying through the bustle of shoppers. Or rather, Xander noticed on the man's fedora a purple jewel glinting as it caught the light from the crystal chandeliers high above. Look, said Xander's mother beside him, pointing down. Your grandmother. Xander's interest in the man with the hat blinked out as he spotted his grandmother, Zena Weinby, standing at the bottom of the long escalator and waving. She looked not only as she did in all the photographs he'd seen, but pretty much as Xander recalled from the last time he'd visited her, six years before. Her black hair was still short. Her face was kindly, though serious, and she was wearing a dark blue jacket and a skirt that, to Xander, made her seem extremely official and even a bit taller than her nearly six feet even. Five weeks ahead of you, Xander, said his father behind him. And look how glad Grandma Zena is to see you. At the words, five weeks, Xander found himself, once again, in near disbelief over his good fortune. He would miss his little house in Pittsburgh, where he lived with his mother and father. He would miss rooting for the pirates all summer as he listened to their games on the radio. And he would miss his miniature pincher, Izzy though the Fleischmanns across the street would take good care of her, he knew. But, and as if in answer to the best wish ever, made over the best birthday cake ever, he would be spending the remainder of June and most of July at the Number 9 Plaza, the largest, most famous, and most extraordinary department store in the entire world, and one, not so incidentally, owned by his grandmother. We're finally back, Xander's mother said, and she gave his shoulders a little squeeze. The nine. Xander lifted his eyes from his grandmother and surveyed the scene once again. The floor had broadened now that he and his parents had descended to the midpoint of the long escalator. Xander wasn't even sure he could make out the store's walls. They seemed so distant. He felt as though he were plunging into a sea of clothing racks and cosmetic cases and jewelry stands and countertops and mirrors and boxes and customers, customers, customers. It was dazzling and far too much to take in, so much so that he'd forgotten his fear of heights, something that generally struck him whenever he rode an escalator, climbed a flight of stairs, or glanced over the edge of most anything more than a few feet above the ground. It's way bigger than I remember, Xander said. You were only five then, his father said. And his father's words came to an instant halt as the lights blinked out, the music from the speakers ceased, and the escalator stuttered. Xander and his parents were pitched forward and had to clutch the rubber handrails, a collective gasp arose from the hundreds of shoppers now in the darkness below. And then, as quickly as the disruption had occurred, all returned to normal. The escalator resumed its downward slide. The music came back on. The lights were just as bright as before. 
and the crowd thronging the main floor let out a small cheer. A half second of confusion had passed. Little power outage there, Xander's father said with a flustered chuckle. Xander felt the reassuring hum of the store all around him once again. He held his father's hand tightly. That was kind of scary, he said. His parents exchanged a wary glance before his mother turned to look downward once more. Hello, Mom, she called as the escalator slipped closer to the bottom. Zena put both hands out, palms upward, as if to draw the three others nearer to her, even as she gave a little glance skyward in acknowledgement that something unexpected had just occurred in her store. <laughs>